Hey everybody, you're going to love this interview with Dave Dubow. Who's Dave Dubow? He's the marketing guy. He's the one that's going to show you just how easy it is to raise money for your real estate investment deals. There is a ton of great valuable information in this interview. Grab a pen and paper, take lots of notes. And if you found value, please do me a big favor and write a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. The more subscribers and the more reviews we get, the higher it shows up on the search rankings. We need those reviews. This podcast is doing amazing, and I want to continue to share these stories and education with more people. So, write a quick review saying, hey, that Dave Dubow episode was awesome, or hey, that Wayne guy is pretty neat. It would mean so much to us. Now, let's get to the interview. Dave Dubow, welcome to the podcast. Wayne Hillier, thank you very much for the invitation. <laughs> um, yep, so I want to thank you for coming on. Um, why don't we start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself. Real estate investor, author, marketer, investor attraction, and raising capital specialist. That's my focus. Repeat that again. Investor. Attraction. Attra specialist. That is... That is good. Where did you come up with that? That is catchy. I'm a marketer, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. I mean, you're, yeah. you're known as the marketing guy in the industry. You know, how did that come to be? You know, do you have a background in marketing? Kind of. Um, I way, way, way back when you were probably still in diapers, I graduated from uh, university with a bachelor of arts in psychology or what I call a basically asinine a BA, basically asinine degree in psychology. Yeah. Way back in 1990, kind of a recession at the time, no big job opportunities. So I decided to go see the world, travel around Mexico and Central America for two and a half years, settled down in San Jose, Costa Rica. I had about a thousand bucks to my name and I said, hey, what the heck? Why don't I start my own business down here? I mean, I've got no business experience, no business training, no clue, no money. And I was a, an illegal alien. A wet, a Canadian wetback in Latin America it was kind of, kind of poetic. What a perfect formula. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> how could you go wrong, right? Um, so basically, screw, messed up a lot, and stumbled across. Finally, figured out. You know what? Um, probably be a good idea to figure out how to get some customers for my. At that time, what I had was a language training company. Mm -hmm. Probably need to learn a little thing, a thing or two about this marketing stuff. So at that time, that was way before Amazon or anything like that. So sending away for books and uh, cassette programs and this kind of stuff on, on marketing. And that's where I really developed a passion for it. Uh, way back then, was able to bring my little struggling language company from the bottom of the pack to the top three and a very crowded pool of about 50 direct and indirect competitors. Did that in about two years, nice. all thanks to marketing. And that's when I really got, got into, into marketing. And, and so that was marketing for, you know, that business. I mean, how did that transition to real estate? Yeah. So 2003 decided to leave uh, tropical paradise and move back to Canada and settle down in Kamloops, British nice. Columbia of all places. And people say, Dave, uh, what are you, what were you smoking down there? Um, <laughs> you know, you, you leave the, the place that most people want to retire to, you had a good, good business, good lifestyle. By that time I was married, two little kids, 
maids, gardeners, nice house, the whole bit, and started all over again from scratch in Kamloops. No job, not much money. I wouldn't, wasn't able to sell the business before I left. No oh, credit. Uh, pretty much unemployable because I'd been self-employed for so long. And people say, why did you do that? And Wayne, I think you can probably relate to it, but basically it was all about the kids. Yeah. Uh, we thought that it'd be a better idea for our kids to grow up and go to school in Canada. Not that there's anything wrong with, with Costa Rica, but being a pasty faced white guy down there, um, <laughs> whether you got money or not, people assume that you do. And you're a, a target for things like kidnapping, mm. uh, which you don't have to worry about so much in Kamloops. So, <laughs> so basically start over from scratch and had to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, language training school wasn't going to fly. That, I, plus I've been there, done that, wanted to get out of that. Thought about being a financial planner, took the courses for, for doing that because my big brother was a financial planner. Mm-hmm. And I learned about mutual funds and I said, these look really stupid. I wouldn't buy them. Why would I want to sell them? <laughs> um, so then I was, you know, Plus, my wife, my Costa Rican wife, um, was kind of accustomed to a little bit nicer things in life, nicer lifestyle. And here I moved us into a crappy townhouse on rental townhouse on the not so great side of the tracks. And, you know, definitely no maids, no gardeners, no nothing like that. So I was under a lot of pressure, buddy. Mm. (laughs) And then I saw one of those late night infomercials about how to get rich quick in real estate with little or no money. And I said, Hey, that's perfect. Cause that's exactly what I got. Little or no money. So yep. <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> so I said, sign me up. And I hoped that my credit card would hold it and uh, send away for the American gurus course. And um, basically had to Canadianize a lot of it, but was able to uh, do 18 deals in 18 months creatively here in wow. Uh That's how I got started. And all of that was what I really, what really resonated with me was all about the marketing because the cool thing was all those 18 deals. I did all of those without ever using a realtor, without ever surfing the MLS, without calling a single FISBO seller. It was all from applying marketing to find motivated sellers, which you definitely know all about because that's as well. Yeah, that's crazy. And, And so what kind of creative strategies were you using? Oh, lots of different things. So uh, lease options. So sandwich leases, rent own type deals. Nice. Um, just plain options. I didn't understand about agreements for sale. So was doing a weird version of that where basically people would, we'd, we'd do a, I guess it would kind of be an agreement for sale, uh, but it wasn't registered. So basically they would sign over title to their house to me for a buck. And I would say, I'll do my best to do something with this house, but if it doesn't work, you're not holding me on the hook. You're, you're ready to walk away anyhow, but I'm going to try and make some money from this deal, get somebody else into the property and get them paying your mortgage. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, you're okay with that because you're going to walk away from it anyhow. So basically I had people giving me their houses for a buck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had deals where I had, was just doing options on houses and, you know, an 18 deals in 18 months sounds pretty impressive, Wayne, but after, full disclosure, here, Matt, I was clueless about using other people's money to buy property. So I left so many good deals on the table because I didn't have the cash. I didn't have the credit to go out and actually pay cash, buy, buy a property or get a mortgage to, 
You mm -hmm. get a property there. So some of those deals worked out really well and I made good money on them. Some of them were, were flops and maybe broke even or, or lost a few bucks. I don't think I ever lost that much, but um, overall it was a very, very good education in real estate marketing. That's for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking at the video right now. I look in the background, I see money, real estate, money, partner formula. So what you did from what I understand is, is you, you, you harness those skills of marketing and you put them towards raising capital, right? Eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so I, I did the creative stuff for a couple of years, stumbled across uh, at the time what we called the Canadian rich dad, a guy from Edmonton actually named Darren Weeks. He had a company called fast track. Yeah. At that point he was starting to do seminars around the country. And I went to one of his seminars, played the cash flow game, all that kind of fun stuff. And saw that, you know, what he was doing for marketing, I didn't think was as effective as it could be. So I kind of nagged him, nagged him and nagged him and he kept telling me to bugger off. And then finally he said, okay, let's see what you can do. So uh, I applied marketing to uh, promoting an event for him here in, in Kamloops, which is a fairly small town, about 80,000 people. And bottom line, uh, we got over 500 people out to a seminar for him here in Canada. And then I became the marketing guy for him and his companies helped him grow that uh, group of companies from pretty much zilch to uh, uh, seven locations, 128 employees, 200 wow. million a year in revenues. And I was a marketing guy for them for about uh, five years. So it took a little bit of a break from, from real estate for a little while. Mm -hmm. Jumped back in in 2010 and got into client first rent to own. So client basically- first. Yeah, you do. So basically what we do is we find a tenant buyer who really fit our criteria. And then we would go out and buy them a house and rent to own it to them for two to three years while we help them get lined up for uh, financing at the end of the term. And then we'd be selling them the property at the end value. So nice. did the first couple of those on my own because uh, I'd saved up a few bucks and had some credit by that time. And then eventually ran out of cash. Yeah. And um, that's when, that's when this whole thing came into play. Yeah. I mean, raising money is, is probably the number one thing that investors struggle with because you know, you can, you can do a little bit on your own in the beginning, but you, if you want to grow anything significant, you, you need to bring in money partners. So, yeah, and, and I, it's embarrassing Wayne. Um, my first kick of the can was pitiful. <laughs> it, was, it was pitiful. I remember it vividly because it was so painful. Um, I had this perfect tenant buyer couple ready to go. We had their house lined up. We had it under contract. All I needed was $85,000 for the down payment, closing costs, property transfer tax, all that stuff, right? And I'd heard, hey, just find a good deal and the money will find you. So I had this all dialed in and it was going to be a good uh, return for an investor part of the whole bit. But I figured, okay, well, an investor's not going to fall in my lap. So I'd also heard, and I don't know if you heard this, you know, pick up the phone and start dialing for dollars. You ever yep. hear that? One? Yep, yep. Cold call. So, uh, so I started doing that. So I started calling people and calling people and rejection and rejection and rejection. And very quickly, I realized that I have, my skin is too thin for that kind of rejection. <laughs> I said, this sucks. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. 
And then I also heard, you know what, Dave, you need to turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that one too, Wayne? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I tried that. So I was part of the Chamber of Commerce <clears throat> and B&I and, and Toastmasters. I ran out everywhere I could and started doing my 30-second commercial, my elevator pitch, my little business cards all over the place. Mm -hmm. I tried my best at that, got a bunch of weird looks and raised absolutely zero capital. Yeah. And uh, my last kick of the can, by that time I needed to get an extension uh, on the, on the uh, removing subjects. So my last kick of the can, I came up with this brilliant idea. I said, why don't I create a little one sheet overview of this deal and how awesome it is and I'll email it to everybody I know. So I did that and I was really pleased because I started to get all of these emails coming back. And Wayne, I was really pleased until I started opening those emails. And then I saw that a lot of them were saying stuff like, Dave, buddy, haven't heard from you in five years or 10 years or 15 years. And the first thing that comes out is that you got a deal and you need money, uh, bugger off or some variation thereof. Uh, usually not that polite. So bottom line is I, I really shot myself in the foot with a lot of good potential investors because I was so clumsy about it. Lost the deal, lost the profit, got egg in my face with my tenant buyer, with the realtor, with the mortgage broker, with everybody. Um, yeah, and that was, that was my painful experience. I said, I never, ever, ever want to be in that position again. So that's when I decided, hey, dummy, apply what you already know about marketing and let's figure out how to attract investors to us instead of chasing after them all the time. So that's get, that's how this all came about. Get creative. I did answer my friend, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's totally fine. Um, you know, you gotta be creative. And, and what I've found from, you know, talking to different um, prospects for joint ventures is that everyone looks at things differently. Some people are analytical, some people, just want a graph, you know, some people want to be emotionally attached. They want to see a picture of a house. Some people are just all about money. Show me the numbers, you know, what's my return going to be? So you got to get creative. And I, I love that, you know, you got so many books you've written in the background. You got the money, you know, partner formula. Why don't you talk about the money partner formula? Because it's, it's, it's catching my eye and, and now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Well, it's this, it's this funny looking thing in the background as well. Mm -hmm. So, through trial and error and, and um, painful personal experience, I, I kind of came up with this five-step process. So, and again, this, this is what has worked for me, Wayne. It's, it's mm -hmm. worked for a lot of my clients and students. I'm not saying it's the only way to do it, but it, it, it works well. So there's five steps. They're fairly simple, but they're not necessarily easy. All right, so the first step is we need to, I always suggest we start with a target group of prospective investors that we want to focus on, right? So you're in Alberta, I'm in BC. I'm guessing a good chunk of your listeners are Canadian or North American at least, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we've got this thing in Canada called our provincial securities commissions, right? The Alberta Securities Commission, BC Securities Commission, Ontario, et cetera. Yes. We want to stay clear of those guys. <laughs> yes. Their, their mandate is to protect Joe Public from evil con artists, which is, is great. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But that means they've imposed rules and regulations about who and how uh, we can raise capital from. So yes. 
there's, they tell us right up front, hey you guys, unless you're licensed or unless you've got an offering memorandum, you are not allowed to raise capital from the general public. All right, mm -hmm. and if you do, we're gonna make nasty things happen to you and they're serious about it, okay? So I, I always get queemsy when I see people advertising their deals and promoting their deals on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It to be a real popular thing because it doesn't necessarily go away, right? And that's public. So you gotta be really, really careful about it. So you don't wanna be going out to everybody and anybody about your deals. Uh, the, they say, okay, there's an exception to this. One exception is you can raise capital from accredited investors. Awesome. What's an accredited investor? Yeah. Bottom line, it's rich folks. <laughs> All right. So the, the government says, hey, rich folks are smart enough with their money that they can do a little bit riskier things so they can invest wherever the hell they want. All mm -hmm. right. So you can look up accredited investors in your province or state and you'll see what that means. Uh, but there's a third group, a third way that we can focus on. And that is people that we have, uh, well, what they call close friends, family, and business associates. All right. right. Now, caveat here, Wayne, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a security specialist. I'm just sharing my understanding of things. All right. Right. So that's the group I say, let's focus on there. Let's focus on that group first, because literally everybody is sitting on, if, if you've got a, a smartphone or cell phone, Everybody's already sitting on at least a million dollars in capital right here. We just have to figure out how to access it. Absolutely. Right. So that's what we start. So I, I suggest to people, hey, start off with a list of a couple of hundred people. Shoot for 200 people. And people are going to go, well, Dave, I don't know 200 people for crying out loud. There's no way in heck I can come up with a list of 200 people. And I challenge, I challenge folks on that. I say, we all know more, way more people than we think we do. Here's, do you want to hear what the trick is to, to coming up with a list of 200 people, Wayne? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the trick is start off with one or 2,000 and then filter it down to 200. Mm -hmm. So do you also want to hear, hear the trick of how to come up with that one or 2,000? Yes. Well, perfect. <laughs> Thanks for playing along, buddy. <laughs> So just basically plug your phone into your computer and extract all of your contacts from your phone, get them in a spreadsheet. Brilliant. Into all your different email addresses. Most of us have more than one. Export all of your email contacts, get them into that spreadsheet. Get on the Facebook, get on the LinkedIn, export all of your contacts from your different social media platforms, get them into that spreadsheet, all right? Then instead of having to come up with a couple of hundred people, what you do is you got this whole spreadsheet of, the, of, of folks. Now, some of them you're going to know, some of them, most of them you're not really going to know. So you can quickly go through that list. And here's the trick. If I see a name and a face pops into my mind and I have a generally positive feeling about that face and I don't feel like punching it, then I'll keep them on the list. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, total sense. <laughs> go keep, 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 delete, 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 keep, delete, 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 delete. And literally, you know, when we're doing this with our clients, we can go through a list of about 2,000 people in about 35 minutes with the client and get it narrowed down to 200. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the first step. Let's figure out, let's have a focus group, group of prospective investors 
let's start with people that we already have that pre-existing relationship with because bottom line, you know this, Wayne, if somebody's going to invest with you, they need to know you, like you, and trust you. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're trust talking, is everything. We're talking 75, 100 grand, 150 grand to do a deal. That ain't going to happen with somebody who doesn't know you, like you, and trust you with their money, right? Yeah. yeah. So the beautiful thing about doing it this way is we've got two out of those three things already taken <clears> care of. <throat> These people already know us. Hopefully they already like us. Now we just have to work on getting them to trust us with their capital, right? Right. So it's a it's a massive shortcut. Any questions about that, Wayne? Okay. No, no, this makes total sense. This is brilliant. I, I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's step number one. Let's start with the, the target group. Mm -hmm. now, step 1.2 is to break the ice with these people intelligently before we start pitching them deals, before we start talking business. So you avoid those nasty emails. <laughs> exactly. This was so <laughs> learn from my painful experience. They say smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. So mm. wise learn from my dumb mistake. So what you want to do is you want to break the ice with these couple of hundred people first on a personal level before you start talking about real estate. So what we suggest is, you know, get those 200 people, get them in an email autoresponder system. You're familiar with this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, uh, constant contact is the one that I recommend for people. It was get called constant, there. constant contact. Yeah. It's, it's an email autoresponder. There's lots out there, but that yes. one works really well. Uh, no, sorry, not constant contact. Actually take that back. Get response is the one that we recommend. Get because response. you can upload, you can upload um, all of these contacts in there. They don't necessarily have to opt in. Okay, mm -hmm. so get response. And then send them a few war what I call warm up messages. So one could be just a regular email. Hey, it's it's Dave. Chances are it's been a while since we since we've been in contact. You know, at the time we're recording this, Wayne, we're right in the midst of the whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. you know, Hope you and your family are doing all right through, through this whole COVID craziness and you're not getting too much uh, cabin fever. Um, you know, I thought I'd just reach out and, and say hi. I thought this, we all got more time on our hands. Let's, let's reconnect. Here's, and here's what I've been up to for the last little while. And then I give them a kind of a brief synopsis of myself and my family for the last, let's say, three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. so you don't want this to be a, a, a novel, but... You know, give people a, a pretty good idea of what you've been up to. Yeah, right? yeah. Find them what the kids' names are, how old they are. So in your case, your daughter, and she's probably in, in preschool, or she was until all this happened, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you and the wife and what you've been up to. But unless real estate is your full-time thing, don't be, don't be talking real estate yet, yet right? Right. So it's, it's not, we're not trying to do anything sneaky here. We're just trying to have a legitimate reconnection. Okay. Mm -hmm. Send out that email. Um, follow up. I love to follow up with a video message as well, something similar. And then a third message, just giving them kind of the heads up that, that you're going to start switching gears and talking a little bit about what you've been up to with real estate. If I received a video, I would absolutely open it. It's, it's, you got to know, like, well, what's this? You know, that's, that's, that's really smart to add a video in there. Yeah, it definitely works like, like gangbusters. So that's, 
long-winded step number one. We'll go faster mm. for the other ones because want to yeah. respect your time. Step number two is once we got that pres- that that reconnection and that group ready, now we need to be ready. If <clears throat> people start reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm interested," tell me a little bit about what you're up to with real estate, right? So what we do next is we suggest have a really well put together uh, presentation to show people uh, about your deals. And as you mentioned, Wayne, certain people are super analytical. Most aren't. I would say in my experience, 90% of people are not super analytical. Mm -hmm. They want to get the gist of things. They want the Reader's Digest 30,000 foot perspective. They're not real estate weirdos like you and I and and most of our our listeners or viewers. Um, These are regular civilians, right? And and that could be tough, right? That could be tough, you know, being, you know, a super weirdo real estate investor and trying to dumb it down to the simplest form. And that's what we need to do, right? We need yeah. to, we need to be able to synthesize it. Um, simple. I won't say dumb it down because these people aren't dumb, right. but they're not, they're not into real estate. Like if they right. were, they'd already be doing it, right? They got their own lives, their own passions, their own interests. So we need to simplify it and be able to explain it so that they can understand it easily and make an educated decision right. as to whether it makes sense for them or not. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a, there is a technique to that. That's for sure. Uh, so what I recommend people do is that, that you have a really well put together slideshow presentation. Right. I know some people say, Hey, you know what, Dave, you should be able to jot a few things down on the back of a napkin and a few pictures and that. No, I, I completely disagree with that. I, I think real estate investing is a little bit more complex than that. Uh, I think in order for somebody to make an educated decision about whether they should invest a hundred grand with you, uh, you owe them a little bit more than that, right? right? Plus, it just makes you look a lot better. So you need to have that presentation ready to go, practiced, rehearsed, ready to rumble. And especially nowadays, beautiful thing about a, a slideshow presentation, you can do this online. You, you, you can't be meeting with people in the midst of COVID face-to-face, so we have to do this virtually. So the best thing mm-hmm. is get together on Zoom and share your screen and show them your presentation. Oh, Zoom stocks are going up right now, eh? It should be. So, you know, email is a big part of this. Um, And, you know, open rates of click open rates have gone down substantially since, you know, social media kind of came into play. How important do you think social media is and how can you apply this to social media as well? That's an excellent question, Um, Wayne. I I am a, I like social media. I'm a dinosaur. I'm not very good at it. And I'm very, very hesitant to suggest that you really push um, your um, push your deals on social media, just like I mm-hmm. mentioned. Before. So you have to be well. You got to be careful. Very careful about it. Now, open rates are down, and all this kind of stuff among email marketers. Right. Now, open rates among friends are as high as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is very, very different. So again, we're talking about a list of a couple of hundred people. We're not talking about email marketers sending tens of thousands of emails out at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So a little bit different here. So typically what we're finding with our clients, their email open rates are pretty darn good. Even using some sort of an automated system, it's still way, way better than everybody else's open rates. That's a terrific point. Yeah. Cause when it comes to friends, it's very different. Email marketers ruined email. Sorry. Marketers emailed. Uh, wow. Marketers ruined email. <laughs> Can't talk. Yeah, sorry about that, man. <laughs> uh, 
but you're right. You know, if you got something from a friend that had a video, uh, absolutely. You know, the, yeah. the open rates are going to be quite substantial and you, plus, and you can't. I mean, and, plus these, these folks aren't, you know, marketers in the sense of the word that, you know, they're three times a day, people are going to be getting emails from, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that, that, that people end up get to the point where they're, they're emailing their list once a week. Right. So mm -hmm. that's not really too much. And, and a lot of people start with once a month or once every two weeks. So it's not like you're, you're bashing people over the head. So from that 200, um, how do you break that down to, you know, how many people respond and how many people actually, what percentage would you say actually become reasonable prospects? Well, see, that's the whole thing, right? We don't know, but here's, here's the deal, Wayne. Everybody thinks that they need a whole ton of investors. And I'm, I'm going to suggest that you've probably found in your own experience, that's not necessarily the case. No, not at right? all. Because what I found early on was that if I do a good job with an investor, you know, even if they've invested a hundred grand with me and they told me that's all the money they've got, if they're happy with how things are going, quite often they'll miraculously come up with another hundred grand. Mm -hmm. They might not have been telling me they had in the first place. Or when they're done with one deal with me, they're going to reinvest that capital in another deal with me. Right. And birds of a feather flock together. So they very well probably know other people of a similar economic level as they are, that if they're getting good returns, you can get referrals to uh, some of the people that they know as well. Mm -hmm. So probably most of your listeners don't need a ton of investor partners, at least not for what they want to do in the next, let's say 12 to 18 months. Right. Most people, most people that I'm working with, they can accomplish what they want to do in the next year or so with two, three, maybe four investor partners. All right. So out of that group of 200, there's a very, very good chance that there's three or four investors at least in there, mm -hmm. probably ready to go right fairly quickly if, if you do things properly. But there's more investors in there who are just like you were saying, waiting to see how you're doing, right? They may not be ready to invest right now, but you keep top of mind with them over the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years. And they see that you're not just a flash in the pan. They see that you're, you're consistently doing stuff. They, they get your electronic newsletters or your video logs or your deal walkthroughs or whatever it is. They see that you're an active real estate investor and then the next time they get the crap kicked out of them on the stock market, they get the crap kicked out of them with their mutual funds and their retirement funds. They're going to go. And then when they say, you know what, there's got to be a better way. What else can I do with my money? Ding. Who's going to, who's going to come to mind? Wayne's going to come to mind, right? He's Absolutely. the guy that knows what he's talking about with real estate. He's the guy that's actively doing it. He's, he's been doing He, and it sounds like he and his investors have been doing really well. That's what it's all about. So that's step number three, mm -hmm. of this whole, five-step process is marketing. It's getting the word out. It's keeping top of mind with constant, consistent education, communication. Mm -hmm. So it's not about spamming people with, Hey, here's my deal. I need money right now. It's educating them carefully because again, remember they're not real estate weirdos like us. Yeah. So Simplify it. Bottom line, most people want to, don't want to get overly educated about real estate, but they want to know that we know what the hell we're doing. Yes. Does that make yes. Sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so so what are we? Are there other ways in order to keep in contact? Obviously, like I'll bring it back to social media. You know, for Gabby and I, we're constantly putting out one two times a day on our Facebook pages. 
information, education, that kind of stuff, trying to provide as much value as possible. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. What, you, what we need to remember, Wayne, is you, you with the podcast and everything that you do, and myself with the marketing background, we are not your average mom and pop real estate investor. Your average mm-hmm. mom and pop real estate investor, you know, they're also, but they don't have podcasts. They're not marketers. You know, they're working at a job and they're real estate investing and part-time and they're taking care of their family. They, they're not going, most of them are not going to be thrilled about the idea of having to post twice a day on social media. Right. It has to be all, you know, strategic, right? So, so what I suggest to people is find one thing that you can do and hopefully enjoy doing and you can do it on a consistent basis and start off with even once a month. Mm-hmm. do at least one thing. So a perfect example of this, Wayne, uh, a friend and a, an amazing real estate entrepreneur, July Ono. I met her way back when I first came back to Canada in 2003 at a huge T. Harvecker marketing event, 800 people in a room and whatever. And um, we connected and she said, hey, would, would you like to be on my newsletter list? I said, sure. Every month, for the last 17 years, I've received an electronic newsletter from July. And to give you an idea, when we first met, she had two or three little properties in her portfolio. Last time I heard, she was just liquidating her portfolio of over 500 doors. Wow. All done with investors and their capital. And basically the main thing she did was a a consistent electronic newsletter that went out like clockwork the last day of every single month for 17 years. So is that all you have to do? If you want to, if you want to get fast results, you'll do more than just that, but at least start with one thing. So if you're into writing, if you like that kind of stuff, do a newsletter. If you're lazy like me and you like to get her out quick, do a video log. Mm -hmm. Those, those, those are the two best things. Uh, to get started with online. There's all sorts of other stuff you can do, but one of those two things will, and just do it consistently. It's so simple. And, and I'm glad you touched on that. You know, the regular person who just doesn't have the time or the desire to, to you know, put out consistent stuff every day, because that's, that's pretty much the theme of the podcast is all about. Um, it's about, you know, being that regular everyday person who's got a job, who's got a family, who's got a dog, whatever it may be. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't have time to be doing that kind of right. stuff. So I'm glad you simplified it because it could be just as simple as, you know, spending an evening or, you know, one, a little couple hours on Saturday, just developing your newsletter for the month and just send it out, automate it. Exactly. Right? And it that's your leads. Do, do it like you guys do, right? You know, put it in your calendar and, you know, the third, whatever it is, the third Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 10.45 a.m., I'm going to focus on my newsletter and it, it gets mm-hmm. done. And off it goes. Definitely makes so, it simple. Yeah, it's it's that's that's. Ex- thank you for sharing that. Um, let's talk a little bit about your podcast, Property Profits. How did that get all started, and and what made you uh, get into the world of podcasting? Yeah, good question. Well, <laughs> uh, laziness, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them my secret. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. So I've, I've been a marketer for years and years and years, and what I was trying to do pre-podcast was I was always trying to come up with new content 
to stay top of mind with my list. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you know, it felt like I was running out of stuff to say that I hadn't already said before. So right. my weekly video updates became once every couple of week updates, which once in a while turned into once a month updates. And anyhow, I was, I was losing steam on my constant and consistent communication with my list. I wasn't taking my own medicine as much as I needed to. So mm -hmm. I uh, found out about podcasting as I, you know, because for years I, I, I ran a, uh, a paid membership program where, you know, it was a physical newsletter in the mail and an audio CD interview where I'd interview an expert and we'd get them put on CDs and mail them out. So I was accustomed to interviewing people. Um, and then I heard about the whole podcast thing. I said, Hey, this might, I might be able to kill two birds with one stone. And that is a have that constant consistent communication with my list and B also keep, you know, growing and, and learning by interviewing smart people like yourself. Uh, yes. Very pleased to have you on, on my podcast recently as well. So, mm -hmm. um, that's how I got into it. Can't even remember the beginning of 2019. I think we're close to a hundred episodes now. So, we're, we're, our goal is to go out twice a week with our podcast episodes. And really, it's a, it's a great way of uh, staying top of mind with my followers, providing good, valuable content, and also growing my sphere of influence as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love podcasting. And like you said, it's, it's another level of content too, because you kind of run out of things to talk about. And there's a lot of really great investors across North America, Canada, you know, that have a lot to share that you can bring on. And I think everyone should check out Dave's podcast, Property Profits. It's really good. Some really great guests. Um, you know, I think that's a good that's a good area to kind of wind things down. Dave, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, for the audience, you know, how can uh, they reach out to you or find more of your content? Well, I tell you what, if they want a copy of the the book Money Partner Formula in PDF format, which kind of really goes into this whole five step process more in depth. They can go to InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. And if they want a kind of a visual of how this whole thing works, this five-step process works, uh, kind of a demonstration, they can check out my on-demand uh, video training on that at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Again, InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Nice. And you've got a couple of Facebook groups as well. Uh, um, I've seen you got lots of stuff going on, on, on social. Well, not lots, but I am trying to figure out the whole Facebook thing. So we do have a, a Facebook group there. You can check that out. The joy of finding investors and raising capital. Um, just send it a, a request. And if you're a, a real estate investor, we'd love to have you on board. Awesome. Thanks again, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Great chatting with you and, and keep up the good work with your podcast and everything you're doing with real estate investing as well. Thanks, Dave.